You're listening to In the Studio with Michael Card. The session is made possible by our friends with the Christian Standard Bible. Learn about this new translation and the many ways you can enjoy the CSB. Explore online when you visit csbible.com. So glad to have you join us now in the studio with Michael Card. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and Michael, good to be with you. We're going to dedicate this week's edition of the podcast to all those folks who are reading through the Bible in this new year. Yeah, it's a great time to start a, a program of reading through Scripture. Go straight through. Start in Genesis and go straight through. Yep. Well, we won't get through the whole Bible here today, obviously. <laughs> but uh, years ago, you released a CD called The Beginning. It was uh-huh. uh, Jesus in the Old Testament. It was in the Ancient Faith series. We're going to take the songs from that CD and kind of create a long player LP edition of the podcast here today. Yeah, well, hopefully this will encourage people who are reading through. I mean, we'll give you a, a little different perspective on some of those passages in, in uh, the first part of the, the Hebrew Bible. Right. So we encourage everyone to grab your Bible and turn up the volume for Michael's music here on the podcast here today in the studio with Michael Card. Well, thanks to all of those who are recommending our podcast to friends and family. We really appreciate that. However you do it, whether in person or on social media, we also have received many emails, Michael, and I I have one here I'd like to share with you. It comes from Tabby, and it's particularly meaningful, uh, who says, Hello, Michael. I want to let you know that I've been praying for you in the last month or so. I was recently introduced to your podcast by a friend. The podcast has displayed God's kindness and goodness and how his people are bringing his light into the world in a multitude of ways, something I needed to see during this year in which the world's brokenness has been particularly highlighted. I've really enjoyed the Bible teaching and particularly hearing you and the podcast guests simply encourage and care for one another, both during the podcast session itself and on occasions referenced in the podcast. I think Christian friendship is something the church doesn't talk much about, and it's beautiful to hear, especially given that the artistic styles and mediums of many of your podcast guests are quite different from your own. God's grace and peace to you and your family in 2021. Isn't that nice? Wow. Thanks, Tabby. Talk about being sensitive to uh, uh, an aspect of, of this ministry. That's pretty right. cool. Right. Well, you know, we've been doing this uh, program, this podcast now, once a radio program for many years. And along with producer Joe Carlson, that that really has been our heart to see just that kind of thing happen in listeners' lives that she expresses here. Yeah, and 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 I think she's uh, she's onto something. The the basis of a lot of this is is longstanding friendships. We've yeah. we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, indeed. Well, let's get right after what we're going to do with this LP, a long play edition of the program here today. Now, uh, of course, the CD music is available. It's called the CD is called the beginning, but we're going to use the studio recordings of these songs in the exact order that they were played on the CD. That sound all right to you? Yep, let's do it. Well, Mike, in the CD that you released, there are, of course, liner notes, which uh, have gone by the wayside now that there are no longer CDs being produced. But I tell you what, we're going to kind of verbalize those liner notes as we go along here and hear the songs today. So where would you like to begin in the beginning here? Well, I don't think we need to take the time to read uh, the Genesis you know, 1 passage. I think everybody knows knows that. I think one of the things I was trying to do uh, with these songs, they show the connection between um, uh, the Hebrew Bible and and the New Testament. So what I want to do is is read what Paul says in Colossians one, uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, that connects us to that Genesis 1 passage, if that's okay. Okay, sure. This is uh, Colossians 1.15. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. And this is the part I want to focus in on. For everything was created by Him. Now, he's talking about Jesus. Everything was created by Him in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority. All things have been created through Him and for Him. So if we want to talk about the the beginning, you know, we don't just start with Genesis 1. We start with... um, uh, with the life of Jesus, who who was from the beginning, through whom God created everything, and in whom everything is held together. Right. And we're reading from the CSB Bible, of course, and another great passage to have in mind as you listen to Michael's song is John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word. Right. And and when John uses that phrase, uh, in the beginning, John John's writing in Greek, but he thinks in Hebrew, and he knows that his writers know that the, the title of the Hebrew book Genesis, we call it Genesis, but in Judaism, the, the books are called by the opening word of the book. And, and in, in the synagogue, this, this book is called Bereshith, In the Beginning. So let's listen to our first song, The Beginning, In Him It All Began. Again. Yeah. 
my child begin again You're free to start again Our first song, The Beginning from Michael Card. We're going to hear the song In the Wilderness as we continue to look for Jesus in the Old Testament here, Mike, and track through the scriptures together. Um, this wilderness motif is something that you've given a lot of thought to. Well, I, I've given a lot of thought to it because my my mentor, uh, William Lane, um, talked about it a lot. Uh, his uh, major commentary, New International Commentary to the book of Mark, the Gospel of Mark, uh, and the major theme in the Gospel of Mark is the wilderness. In Greek, it's the eramos tapos. Mm-hmm. Everything significant that happens happens in the wilderness in the in Mark's gospel. Interesting. It's a big part of Jesus' life. And Bill used to say, you know, God establishes us as his sons and daughters in the wilderness. So in our Bible reading, when we get to the book of Mark, we ought to be thinking about that as we read Mark. Uh, definitely. And I think if you're sensitive to it, um, CSB does a really good job of, of more consistently translating this phrase um, NIV, I love NIV. I think in NIV still, but um, NIV would would translate it a number of different ways so that the text didn't sound redundant. So it's solitary place, wilderness place, deserted place, uh, and um, CSB is a little more consistent. So, for example, in, in Mark 1, 12, immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness, uh, that's the Aramos Tapas. He was in the wilderness, 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and the angels were serving him. And so there, there is Mark showing how Jesus' sonship is established in the wilderness. He's baptized by John. John uh, God's voice declares, this is my son. And then his sonship is established in the wilderness. And then, and then yep. the closing of that chapter, yet he went out and began to proclaim it widely and to spread the news with the result that Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but was out in the wilderness, and they came to him hmm. from everywhere. So the wilderness is where uh, our sonship and our daughterhood is established. And if you're listening right now and you're in a wilderness, a personal wilderness, uh, the good news is God uses the wilderness. Yeah. And going back to the Old Testament, of course, the wilderness is what the uh, children of Israel wandered around for uh, just a short time, right? <laughs> Right. Well, the the sonship of Israel was established in the wilderness. I mean, you know, what does the prophet say? Out of Egypt, I have called my son. Yeah. So th- that's kind of where it all began. Right. So that that principle is is all through Scripture. All right. Well, let's continue tracking with this uh, this motif of this long play edition of the program in the wilderness from Michael Card, Paul Eckberg on percussion, Steve Mikeso plays the bass. One, two. In the wilderness, in the wilderness, He calls His sons and daughters to the wilderness. But He gives grace sufficient to survive any test. And that's the painful purpose of the wilderness. In the wilderness we wander, In the wilderness we weep In the wasteland of our wanting Where the darkness seems so deep We search for the beginning For an exodus to home And find that those who follow Him 
must often walk alone in the wilderness. In the wilderness, he called his sons and daughters to the wilderness. But he gives grace sufficient to survive any test, and that's the painful purpose of the wilderness. In the wilderness, we're wandering for a way to understand. There's not a way, for the ways become a man, and the man's become our exodus. The way to holy ground, and waiting in the wilderness is the best way to be found. In the wilderness, in the wilderness, he calls his sons and daughters to the wilderness. He gives grace sufficient to survive any test, and that's the painful purpose of the wilderness. And that's the painful promise of the wilderness. Studio recording of Michael singing in the wilderness. Our next song is a favorite of many, hmm. Jubilee. Yes. Jubilee occurs in Leviticus, and if you're reading through the Bible right now and you get to Leviticus, boy, that that's a that's a slog, isn't it? Well, come on. Come on. It's God's word. Uh, <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> well, I, I think there are there are a few there are a few ideas that will make you excited about Leviticus, and I think Jubilee is certainly one of them because uh, God uh, promises in Leviticus this idea of a year of jubilee, this uh, time when uh, for a year uh, all debts are canceled. Anyone that was a slave was set free, and they took off for a year and had a party, basically arrested. I mean, how cool is that? How, how would you like a okay. jubilee year there, Wayne? Yeah, excellent. And so we get yeah. to that in chapter 25, so you got to wait till chapter 25 to get to jubilee. But it'll come. Right, but that's worth waiting for. I agree. Uh, you've, you've converted me, yeah. Mike. <laughs> well, and, and what really makes me excited about this idea is that uh, Jesus, um, it's, it's, Jesus fulfills this idea. I mean, let's think about uh, the gospel. Oh, yeah. In the Jubilee, uh, a, your debt was canceled. Well, what happens on the cross? Mm. My debt is, you know, Mark paid in full on the cross, uh, anyone who's a slave is set free during Jubilee. Well, all of us that are slaves to sin, and that's all yep. of us. Yep. Uh, and then there's this extravagant invitation uh, for a year of rest or a year of celebration, the Jubilee year. Even the ground gets to rest. I mean, which is mm-hmm. pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And and Jesus, um, you, you got to know what you're looking for. But when right after he's rejected uh, in Nazareth in Luke four. Uh, he he uses this passage from Isaiah 61 to describe his ministry. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release for the captives. There's Jubilee. Recovery of sight for the blind to set free the oppressed to proclaim. And here it is, the year of the Lord's favor. Now that's a reference to the Jubilee year. So in, in this sense, Jesus has really become the incarnation of Jubilee. And that's what the song's about. That's what the song says. Jesus is our Jubilee. Amen. Let's listen to Michael Card. (laughs) 
for a time for the slaves to be set free for the debts to all be cancelled so his chosen ones could see his deep desire was for forgiveness he longed to see their liberty and his yearning was embodied in the year of jubilee 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 jesus is the jubilee debts forgiven slaves set free jesus is our jubilee at the lord's appointed time his deep desire became a man the heart of all true jubilation and with joy we understand in his voice we hear a trumpet sound that tells us we are free he is the incarnation of the year of jubilee 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 jesus is the jubilee that's forgiven slaves set free jesus is our jubilee to be so completely guilty and given over to despair to look into your judge's face and see a savior there jubilee jubilee jesus is the jubilee that's forgiven slaves set free jesus is our jubilee i've always loved the uh, celebration feel of that song michael Hmm. <laughs> well, Jubilee is a is a reason to celebrate, yep, isn't it? Yep. Uh, indeed. Cancellation of debt, freedom from slavery, and a celebration. Yep. So, yeah, I I take some of that. We're continuing to track through the beginning CD by playing the same songs as recorded in the studio for this program, and that brings us to lift up the suffering symbol. Hmm. Yeah, that comes out of uh, Numbers, Numbers twenty one. Want me to read that? Yeah. This is from the CSB. Then they set out from Mount Hor by way of the Red Sea to bypass the land of Edom, but the people became impatient because of the journey. The people spoke against God and Moses. Why have you led us up from Egypt to die in the wilderness? There's no bread or water, and we detest this wretched food. Then the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and they bit them so that many Israelites died. The people then came to Moses and said, We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Intercede with the Lord so that he will take the snakes away from us. And Moses interceded for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a snake image and mount it on a pole. When anyone who is bitten looks at it, he will recover. So Moses made a bronze snake and mounted it on a pole. And whenever someone was bitten and he looked at the bronze snake, hmm. he recovered. Yeah, what a, um, a moment that's really a, uh, it's a real-life moment, but it's also a, a real a parable. And this is another one of those images, again, uh, that gets fulfilled uh, in Jesus. Because think of what, what was happening. Yeah, uh, the, sure. the Israelites, in order to be healed, they had to look at the image of what was causing 
their suffering, mm-hmm. this uh, uh, image of the snake that they called them fiery serpents because when you when they bit you it burned. Mm. But when when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, this um, wonderful uh, man who would later uh, actually help to bury Jesus, Nicodemus is one of my my heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is in John 3. Uh, he, he's, he's, he starts by saying, you're a teacher of Israel and you don't understand these things. That's verse 10. But then down at 14, he says, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. And then, then comes the for God so loved the world passage. So uh, this, this fulfillment, you, you look at the image of what causes your suffering, and that is sin. And you look to that in faith, and you're healed. And that happens every time we look to the cross. So Jesus, even as the uh, serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, Jesus, the Son of Man, was lifted up on the cross. It's, a, yeah. it's an elegant, brilliant image. Well, you set this passage to music now in the song, Lift Up the Suffering Symbol. Yeah. And by the way, Wayne, this is uh, one of the best bands that we had happening. Uh, we have Scott Brazier playing on the piano, Paul Eckberg as percussion, but we got... Uh, the best flute player in Nashville. I don't know how we got him. I don't remember how we got him. But Sam Levine is playing uh, flute on this. Yep. So Michael Cart and friends on this song. They grew tired of bread from heaven And of Moses and of God and long to live the life of slavery once again. So they muttered and they grumbled and they whimpered and they whined and with each faithless word sank deeper into sin. He took the pen of pain once more to write upon their hearts the lesson they had been so slow to learn. Writhing in the sand, the fiery serpent came to call With a holy message and a bite that burned Lift up the suffering symbol and place it high upon a pole Tell the children to look up and be made whole Lift up the suffering symbol and place it high upon a pole Tell the children to out the saving word so they would know that the symbol of their suffering was now the focus of their faith and with a faithful glance the healing power would flow in time the brazen serpent became an idol in the land and they left the living God to worship clay when they forgot their Suffering soon, their faith had disappeared, and so some idolize a brazen cross today. 
suffering symbol and place it high upon a pole and tell the children to look up and be made whole lift up the suffering symbol and place it high upon a pole and tell the children to look up and be made whole Sam Levine, thank you, friends, for joining Michael on that song. Now, that brings us to the next selection on the CD, which we've never had a chance to record in the studio with you, so we're not going to hear it, but it's the Shema. Yeah, it was a big uh, orchestral uh, thing with uh, a a large male choir, so it's kind of hard to reproduce with, you know. (laughs) Yeah, well, I can't sing, and uh, Joe can sing, but we're not going to double his voice, so... Well, I can tell you this. We, we recorded this song in, in Abbey Road with uh, oh the Ambrosian goodness. singers. Wow. And it, the male choir, they were so loud. I mean, they were as loud as a rock band <laughs> singing. Well, imagine that yeah. at Abbey Road. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they were uh, mostly Jewish cantors. They, and wow. uh, so they, okay. they, were, they sang in the synagogue. So the Hebrew was no problem for them. What is the Shema? Shema is a Hebrew word for uh, listen, and uh, I think a good case can be made for the fact that this is Jesus' favorite verse. They'll ask him things like, you know, what is the greatest commandment or something like that, and he'll respond with this idea, uh, uh, well, this is how CSB translates it, listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. So, it's the the two mandates are to uh, listen and love. And Bill Lane used to say the best way to love God is to listen to Him. If you're an Orthodox Jew, you pray this twice a day. So it's it's a very important. Uh, some people think it's the it's the great creed of monotheism. The Lord is one. Well, once again, we don't have the song recorded in the studio, but can you just give us an idea of what it's what it's about? What's the lyric? Would you like to hear it in Hebrew? <laughs> of course. Shema Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Achad. Achad is one. Vehaavta et Adonai Elohecha, Bekol Avavka, Ukol Nefeshka, Ukol Meodeka. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, Achad. And you must love him with all of your love, with all your heart, with all of your mind. And the last word, Meod, is you love him with everything you are. A literal translation is love him with all your muchness. So, uh, the idea is that the best way to love God is to listen to Him with everything you've got, all of your heart, all of your mind, with everything that you are. And that may very well be Jesus' favorite verse. All right. Thank you, Michael. That brings us to the end of side one. We'll flip the record over to side two in just a minute. If you're enjoying this LP presentation, share the link for this podcast on social media, post a review, or send an email to in the studio at michaelcard.com. We're always glad to hear from you. Again, in the studio at michaelcard.com. We're excited about Michael's newest book release titled The Nazarene. Find out more about this along with music and news about upcoming conferences at michaelcard.com. 
We'll be back with side two of the album, The Beginning, in just a moment, in the studio with Michael Carr. The Christian Standard Bible, scholarly, accurate, readable, current. That's why we're excited to partner with CSB. Visit csbible.com and explore the variety of options available to get this fresh translation into your hands. And when you order, receive your 30% discount on a CSB purchase at Lifeway when you use the promotion code in the studio. The Lifeway folks who, who are responsible for this uh, new translation, they've come out with all sorts of helpful versions, illustrated versions and daily versions. You know, anything that we can do to get people engaged with Scripture, we got to do. And CSB, I think, is a wonderful tool. Choose a copy that fits your needs online at csbible.com. And don't forget to use the code in the studio, typed with no spaces, to receive the 30% discount when placing your CSB purchase through Lifeway. Again, visit csbible.com. of a special edition of Michael Card's In the Studio program. I'm Wayne Shepherd. We're tracking through the songs in Michael's CD, The Beginning, uh, from the Ancient Faith series. We've gone through the first five books of the Old Testament, Michael, with your songs, so we're going to hear some more music here in just a moment, but I'm hearing some little voices in the background. You're at home today. <laughs> you, having a, you having a tea party there? What's going on? <laughs> uh, I'm at my new, my new old house. We moved to a, 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 an old farmhouse uh, Actually, a house that was built by a pastor, and used to, guy used to marry people on the front porch. Oh, really? But my two of my granddaughters are here upstairs, okay. <laughs> and you may or may or may not hear a, an occasional scream from upstairs. So I just think it's fine. I I just spent two weeks with a two and a half year old grandson, so I know what they're like. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. That was boy energy. I've got girl energy yeah. happening over here. Yeah, now. I'm not sure. Well, we won't go any further into that. <laughs> hey, thank you for your reviews of our podcast on Apple. This person says thank you for putting so much thought and care into the construction of today's show, as you do with them all. Your ministry is a tool that God uses in my life to bring His true image into a clearer and more vivid picture. Thank you, Lynn. Yeah, and, and the person to thank for the construction of the show is Joe Carlson. Right, the unseen, unheard one. He's seen to us, but unheard yes. on the program yeah. here. So Wayne and I are just here for our looks. <laughs> well, that's, that's 50% true. <laughs> Hey, let's get back into this music now. We're going to hear God Will Provide a Lamb. Now, in these next set of songs, you really kind of focus on the personalities in the Old Testament. Yeah, the, the kind of the, the heavy hitters, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses. And again, the, the emphasis is how much these stories really have to do with Jesus. Uh, I mean, the sacrifice of Isaac. Uh, here's... Um, you know, the, the promise that God will provide a lamb. Uh, you know, God has told Abraham he's going to offer his son. And as they're going, um, Isaac very innocently asks, we've got wood and fire, but there's no sacrifice. And Abraham, I think in hope, says that God will provide a sacrifice. And he does exactly that, mm -hmm. which is exactly what he did for us in Christ. He provided a perfect sacrifice that none of us could provide. Praise God indeed. Yes. Well, if you're in a place where you can, open your Bible to Genesis chapter 22 as Michael sings. John Ketchings is on the cello on this song, by the way. God will provide a lamb. Three days journey to the sacred place 
A boy and a man with a sorrowful face Tortured yet faithful to God's command To take the life of his son in his own hands God will provide a lamb To be offered up in your place A sacrifice so spotless and clean To take all your sin away Here's wood and fire Where's the sacrifice? The questioning voice and the innocent eyes Is the son of laughter who you waited for To die like a lamb to please the Lord Cause God will provide a lamb To be offered up in your place A sacrifice so spotless and clean to take all your sin away. A gleaming knife, and accept a choice. A rush of wind, and an angel's voice. A ram in the thicket, caught by his horns. Of trusting the Lord is born Cause God has provided a lamb He was offered up in your place What Abraham was asked to do he's done He's offered his only son What Abraham was asked to do he's done, he's offered his only son. Beautiful. Both the words and the music. Thanks to John Ketchings there, too. Oh, I miss John Ketchings' cello. Yeah. Well, we're tracking through these songs. We're calling this the long play edition of In the Studio today because we're playing the songs from the the beginning CD. Uh, these are the studio recordings. That brings us to They Called Him Laughter. Mm. That has to be Abraham and Sarah. Uh, yeah, and, and the promise of Isaac. And when the angel uh, in Genesis 18 said that this old lady was going to have a baby, she did what any anybody would do. She laughed at him. And <laughs> it's funny, the angel calls her on it. And, uh, yeah, yeah. oh, but you did laugh, right? And uh, <laughs> and so true to form, when he's born in, in uh, 21, they, they give him the name Itzhak, uh, which means he laughs. I mean, do you, do you have that passage there? I have uh, Genesis 21, yeah. beginning at verse 1. The Lord came to Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. At the appointed time, God had told him. Abraham named his son who was to be born to him, the one Sarah bore to him, Isaac. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and everyone who hears will laugh with me. Hmm. 
She also said, who would have told Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne a son for him in his old age. Yeah. So, so interesting. The connection to Jesus here is we have uh, not a virgin birth because it's Abraham and Sarah. It's Abraham's son. But what we have is a miraculous birth. Um, you know, a hundred year old people don't in general hang out in maternity <laughs> <Yeah>. wards. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you're right. But you know, God made the promise, and and like you just read, oh, every time He makes a promise, He keeps it. And mm-hmm. so we get this miraculous baby, and of course, how much more miraculous is a virgin conception, which is how we get Jesus. Yeah, you had to smile when you wrote the lyrics to the song. Yeah, I think hopeless old lady. Well, actually, my mother thought I was being disrespectful by referring to her as, a, as Sarah as a hopeless old lady. <laughs> she didn't like this song. <laughs> well, let's keep that in mind as we listen now. They called him laughter. A barren land and a barren wife Made Abraham laugh at his wandering life A cruel joke it seemed then to call him the father of nations A heavenly prank, a celestial joke Cause grey hair and babies leaves no room for hope But hoping was something this hopeless old man learned to do They called him laughter For he came after had made an impossible promise come true the birth of a baby to a hopeless old lady they called him laughter cause no other name would do Cry in the darkness and laughter at night As an elderly couple sit holding him tight An improbable infant, a punchline, a promise come true They laughed till they wept, then they laughed at their tears This miracle baby they'd wanted for years Would make a messiah who'd give us impossible joy they called him laughter, for he came after. The father had made an impossible promise come true. The birth of a baby to a hopeless old lady. They called him laughter, cause no other name would do. Sarah and Abraham, let's go to Jacob. How about reading Genesis 28, Michael? Okay. Uh, He reached a certain place and spent the night there because the sun had set. He took one of the stones from the place, put it there at his head, and lay down in that place, and he dreamed. A stairway was set on the ground with its top reaching the sky, and God's angels were going up and down on it. The Lord was standing there beside him, saying, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, the God of Isaac. 
I will give you and your offspring the land on which you are lying. Your offspring will be like the dust of the earth, and you will spread out toward the west, the east, the north, and the south. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Look, I'm with you and will watch over you wherever you go. I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. When Jacob woke up from his sleep, he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Holy ground, huh? Wow. Yeah, and and God is just overflowing with these promises. I'm going to give you this place. The image I can't get out of my head, though, is him putting his head on a rock yeah. to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I've had pillows like that. <laughs> That's my deep spiritual response to that passage. You go, how in the world is he doing that? Well, he he didn't sleep well. so. <laughs> but it's interesting to me that there are characters in the Bible that will believe dreams better than they will believe a direct confrontation. Joseph is that way. Hmm. You know, the angel comes directly to Mary to tell her about what's going to happen, but he speaks to Joseph through dreams. And I think Jacob is the same way. Jacob is the kind of person that can believe a dream easier than, than anything else. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the stone pillow. You actually were thinking of that when you wrote the song we're going to hear, Sleep on Holy Ground, because the very first line. Yeah, I just can't get that image out of my head. I mean, I have a nice soft feather pillow, and it doesn't work most of the time for me. So uh, a st- maybe I should try a stone. A stone for a pillow as hard as his head. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he slept on holy ground. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and he didn't know it was holy ground yeah, until he woke yeah. up. He said, this is, the Lord was in this place, and I didn't know it. Yeah. Well, let's continue to track through this music now from the beginning CD. We're taking them in order here, and this song recorded in studio, Asleep on Holy Ground. He wrestled with a man 
The unearthly power of his beloved opponent Made Jacob understand That the wrestling was the way The struggle was the sign He limped away his lesson learned Now Israel was divine He limped away on holy ground Awakened from the dream He learned the costly lesson From the way of the Nazarene That pains the path to blessing Love will fight us to be found And God remains a dream to those Who sleep on your listeners to look up the lyrics to that song and, and read them. It's, it's quite meaningful. Mike, thanks for writing that, Asleep on Holy Ground. We have to talk about Moses. We have two more songs to share, but let, let's talk about Moses. Okay. Um, yeah, one of my increasing, he's, he's increasingly my, my favorite uh, uh, character in the Hebrew Bible. I just love really? Moses. Okay. He's so human and so fragile, and I don't know, I just, I can almost see his face sometimes. Speaking of his face, let's read from Exodus 34 in the CSB. Okay. Beginning at verse 29, As Moses descended from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands as he descended the mountain, he did not realize that the skin of his face shone as a result of his speaking with the Lord. When Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, the skin of his face shone. They were afraid to come near him. But Moses called out to them, so Aaron and all the leaders of the community returned to him, and Moses spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near, and he commanded them to do everything the Lord had told him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. Mm -hmm. But whenever Moses went before the Lord to speak with him, he would remove the veil until he came out. After he came out, he would tell the Israelites what he had been commanded. Mm -hmm. And the Israelites would see that Moses' face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil over his face again until he went to speak with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess that's what's that's what happens to you when you talk, uh, you know, face to face with God. Unimaginable uh, experience, huh? It 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 really is. I mean, I think it's it's kind of beyond uh, the human imagination. But but there's another uh, there's another time in the Bible when someone went up on a mountain, and actually Moses was there. Uh, this is Mark nine. Uh, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain. There it is by themselves to be alone. He was transfigured in front of them, and his clothes became dazzling, extremely white, as no launderer on earth could whiten them. Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, because he did not know what to say, since they were terrified." 
Um, so there's there's Jesus uh, radiant on top of the mountain, and Moses is is there with him. And I think, you know, one, one of the things that Moses asked was to see God. And I wondered often if somehow God transported him to this moment, and and that part of seeing God was experiencing Jesus. I don't know. Is that crazy? Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Yeah. No. Interesting, actually. Yeah. Well, you wrote the song, A Face That Shone, which really captures this uh, this episode of Moses coming down. What a, again, the only word I can think of is unimaginable because it just is amazing to read this. But it, it happened. It really happened. It, yeah, it happened at a specific place in a specific time, and Moses was a real person. And um, and he's a character that, that again, con- connects us to... To Jesus, I mean, he's the frustrated leader of these people who don't listen, yep. and uh, I think Jesus shared a lot of that same frustration. And Jesus is the one we're looking for here in the Old Testament. So here's Michael's song. He ate the bread from heaven and drank water from the rock, and the grumbling children followed like a misbegotten flock. Climbed upon a mountain they couldn't even touch Who'd have known that one encounter could have ever meant so much Then up upon that high place in a cleft of solid stone His face was set on fire as the God of glory shone He alone had seen it and had lived to tell the tale But because they feared the fire, he had to hide behind a veil. The face that shone with the glory of the Father, though he had known and endured dark desert days. The face that shone with the glory of another, soon the prophet would discover as the glory was fading away. the bread from heaven he would be the smitten rock he had 12 confused disciples they were his bewildered flock when he climbed upon the mountain he took Peter James and John but in the face of pending glory they soon began to yawn as he prayed while they were sleeping he was transfigured into light his face a blazing fire his eyes so burning bright and Moses finally saw the face before he'd hidden from and then came a voice from heaven this is my beloved son the face that shone was the glory of the father and he had known from the start that it was so the face that shone had let the light shine out of darkness And we're changed into his likeness As we gaze upon the sun The face that shone was the glory of the Father And he had known from the start that it was so The face that shone had let the light shine out of darkness And we're changed into his likeness As we gaze upon the sun Well, 
that completes our long play LP edition of this program with Michael Card. Uh, just as you did on the CD, though, Michael, I'm wondering if you uh, want to leave us with a blessing. Sure. This is uh, from number six. Uh, this is the blessing that God basically gave uh, to Moses to give to Aaron. Uh, so it's called the Aaronic uh, blessing. And uh, I did my best to put a melody to it. It goes like this. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace forever. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace, and give you peace, and give you peace forever. A song and prayer to end. Thank you, Michael. Well, I've enjoyed this long play edition of Michael's album, The Beginning. Our hope is that this hour has encouraged you to keep reading God's Word. If this is your experience, please email your reactions to this album presentation. You can send your comments or questions to us when you write in the studio at michaelcard.com. We look forward to reading your email. Again, in the studio at michaelcard.com. We're glad for the partnership with our sponsors at the Christian Standard Bible. Visit csbible.com to learn more about the great Bible editions that can help you get serious with your personal reading of God's Word. Find a style or study Bible that works for you, and when you order, use the promotion code in the studio typed with no spaces to receive your 30% discount on CSB purchases through LifeWay. The Christian Standard Bible at csbible.com. For all of us on the team, Ron Davis, Susan Sermon, Lance Manfield, and our producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening to this edition of In the Studio with Michael Card.